Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, Mona Me. It's Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! Join me because we're going to be talking about how to check our site. In case you didn't know, things have changed and so have you. And so I'm going to be t- giving you some tools and skills to help you to recalibrate, to be uh, able to see more clearly for yourself. Um, I'm going to give you four tools to use and four skills to work on, and it's going to be good. So join me on the flip. I'll see you soon. All right, let's get into it. So I know it's been a minute if you're listening to this in real time. And if not, enjoy the ride because we do have a wisdom smack today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. The wisdom that is coming forward in the time that we find ourselves in is to check your site. Yes, check your site. Check how you see things, uh, and how you perceive. Many times, if you've been rocking with this podcast for a while, you know that we talk about the difference between perception and perspective. And if you haven't, let me just give you a quick overview. So perspective is how you think of something. And the way you remember it is, what's your perspective on something? What's your hot take? What's your opinion on something? Whereas uh, perception has to do with how you perceive something, where it's acting upon you, meaning what angle are you seeing it from? And how is it being presented to you? And so when we're talking today, we're talking about checking our site so that we can update how we both perceive and uh, how we build perspective on what we're seeing. Because I'm going to tell you guys, there are signs everywhere. Yes, signs are everywhere. I had a a, a recent... um, conversation, encounter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the person uh, was giving me updates on something. And it was blatantly obvious to me that they were getting signs from all over. And yet they were just continuously obtuse and blind to what was going on. And I think, well, I know, I tried to gently nudge and point out 
by asking questions for them to evaluate the signs, if you will, and they still weren't getting it. And I had to ask myself, is it for me to do that? And I came away with no. <laughs> I'm not going to use all my time talking about this specific, this specific ugh, um, situation, but what I will say is that for the time that I, I find ourselves in uh, as to what Mother Wisdom would have me say is this is each person's personal journey and lesson to learn. And that's why uh, those who can have observers advantage to be able to have uh, a, a more clear uh, understanding of both perspective and perception, no matter what they say, it's not going to dawn on you until you're ready to see it. So thank you for, you know, letting me ease my way back into uh, putting these before you, because I'm going to tell you, it has been something uh, going through the particular time that we find ourselves in, uh, in, in a, a time like never before. And I will say, and I'm going to be talking about this in another podcast, but I will say that this is leading up to one of the big aha epiphanies that I recently got uh, from wisdom. And that is we have changed. And it would do us well to see how we have changed uh, over this last year. And because this is a pivotal year, this is one for the history books. And those who are introspective, as well as willing to get observers um, advice from people who they know, like, and trust, are, are going to be and marvel at how they've changed. Now, I hear you might say, oh, Michelle, you know, <laughs> I've changed in the girth and the width of my waist. <laughs> and I, I totally get that. You know, you're not alone. I am up in the mornings exercising now with the little young kids. I have learned that when I try to get up off of the ground from all of those little exercises they want you to get on the ground to do, I need guardrails. I do. And I I'm not ashamed of it because, hey, it could be worse, okay? But anyway, I digress. Let me focus, Michelle, focus. What I want to say is in checking your site, it's something that we have to do individually, especially now that we have changed. And that's what Mother Wisdom is wanting to give us. So here's the wisdom smack for the day. There are signs everywhere that are directing you as to the direction you should go. But also the bigger point is the signs are showing us how we need to be. And I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. I'm going to have to pull out one of my old nemesis from grad school, a philosopher, you know, one of them old German depressed guys. But we're going to be talking about Hegel today. Okay, just a little bit. We're not going to go real deep into him because I don't want y'all writing me talking about, well, if you talk about Hegel, you need to talk about Kant. And if you talk about Kant, you need to possibly talk about Marx. I'm, I'm not going there. We're just going to hit it real quick and, and quit it. But what would this be if we didn't talk practically because I'm still your practical priestess of wisdom on things that you can actually do to check your site and to get better at that. So let's start off with this. And that is, I want to just make sure that we delineate the difference between vision and sight because they matter. Okay. So sight is seeing what is and what the layers and levels are that you're dealing with in reality. 
Okay. Vision is a higher form of existence where you see more, you see the future and what can be. Okay. So when we're looking at shoring up our sight, especially as the people we are in this new now, there are things that will help us to be able to always be recalibrating and clarifying uh, the sight that we use and depend on. So I want you to get in the habit of looking for patterns, meaning, code, and even conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get into the muscular movement, if you will, mental muscular movement, I should say, of employing healthy doses of skepticism, critical thinking, creative constructions, and high forms of consciousness. All right. So let me repeat those. Look for patterns, meanings, code, and conspiracy. But you're going to employ skepticism, critical thinking, creative constructions, and high forms of consciousness. All right. All right. So now let's break those down. Let's get into the tools. So the tools that you're going to use are going to be patterns, meanings, codes, and conspiracy. And the skills that you're going to be using are skepticism, critical thinking, creative constructions, and high forms of consciousness. You see how we did that? All right. Yeah, I know. I know. Y'all know I got you. All right. So if you're trying to conceptualize what we're talking about, think of it this way. In the now that we're in at this particular time, we are required to do a self-diagnostic on how we perceive and uh, how we uh, build perspective on what is going around or going on with us in this reality. So remember, sight is what is. It's the layers and the levels of our reality, whereas vision is when you project see more into the future and the possibilities of what can be. So we're talking about the good old sight. Now, skills and tools. Skills are things that you continuously work on as part of your experience. Tools are the things you use that are uh, implementable. There are things that everybody can use uh, because they, they are what they are. And so with that, we're going to start with tools and then work back to skills. Are we okay with that? Good. Let's get going. So with our tools, patterns. Patterns are a big deal in trying to read and recognize uh, signs that come to us and clues, insights, gut, all of those things that we rely on, whether we realize it or not, to be able to have good sight. Now, you guys notice I haven't said anything about your eyeballs. Have you noticed that? And the reason why is because eyesight is simply a a representation of what your brain is is trying to see. So eyes are also going to be a tool. But because you're very familiar with that, I want to use the precious time we have together today to talk about these other tools that coincide with your eyeballs, which you see, okay? So patterns. Patterns are as they, they say, they can be repetitions. They can be certain configurings that you are familiar with. Um, they can be rote behaviors or habits. So when, we're, when we look for how to check 
and create and, and make sure that our site is up to par for what is required so that we don't miss stuff, so that we don't get in trouble, so that we don't get left behind and all of those other things that are negative. We want to respect and honor the tool of pattern. We know pattern and we know pattern in such a way that if someone says beginning, middle, what are you going to say? You're going to say end. That's a pattern. That's the pattern of story. There is a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And it's so important that you'll know if the pattern is not completed. You'll know if a pattern has been introduced and not completed. You know, if we're looking at uh, things that you take for granted, but you pause to single them out, uh, those will reveal pattern. You know, what goes up must come down. What is to the left can also be to the right. Um, what was yesterday becomes new today. All of these little sayings represent the tools of pattern. And if you get confused about, oh, well, how do I check my site for pattern? Look and see. Now, this is not, this doesn't work for all situations, but it's a good start. And I find it works uh, throughout different cultures. And that is, my grandmother used to talk about it, signs of three. So if something keeps happening and you notice it happens in signs of three or triplets, you know, three different iterations of it, nine times out of 10, that's a pretty good starting point to identify a pattern. Something as simple as that. So it's not going to require you to know all these deep forms of um, uh, esoteric knowledge about patterns. It's simply going to be starting with repetition, you know, things that you know. Uh, so work with appreciating when you start to see pattern. And you'll know that you're starting to see it because you'll get a question like, huh, didn't that just happen? Or why do I keep seeing X, Y, and Z? That kind of thing, okay? The next thing is meanings. Now, this one is one that you will need to uh, bone up your, uh, your experience level with this particular tool. And if you notice, a lot of times in uh, this particular podcast, we talk about word meanings, but I wanna extend that because it's not all about words although I love words, we know this, uh, it's also about everything around us. It is about when you see a color, what does that mean? When you encounter a name, what does that mean? We look at the meanings. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm an author and actually I've been taking this time off to uh, produce some novels that are coming out real soon. Uh, and this has been top of mind for me because I imbue my uh, books with these types of things, uh, you know, of meaning so that my readers who like to go down the rabbit uh, hole are excited when they find out there was a reason why this was here or that was there. But with meanings, Meanings are, they're funny in that when they present themselves, sometimes they're more than what they appear. So you have things at face value. And then if you go just a little further, you'll 
you'll find that there are layers of meaning. I've said it in different ways. Um, I, I like the way one of my favorite authors uh, wrote in one of his characters. Uh, the character was known to say, there's always another secret. And meanings are one of the biggest ways that people don't realize that there are secrets in, in plain sight. And for those who can recognize the uh, need to look past the on the nose or the obvious, the Captain Obvious meaning of something, you'd be amazed at all of the different insights that you'll get. So like when we're talking about using these tools to hone in on your ability to see clearly, there are different layers of sight. And when you see patterns, patterns kind of wake you up that there's something afoot. Meanings start showing you that there is a rabbit hole that you can go deeper or higher. And then the next thing is, is code. C-O-D-E, good old code. Code is the presence of something that wants you to work for it. Code is, this is here, but we're not going to reveal it to you. And code works hand in hand with meaning because you can't understand code until you understand the meaning of the instruments or the particulars of the code. And so they always work off of each other to reveal another insight. And I keep saying sight and insight because they branch off into these wonderful uh, and numerous, if I should say, numerous expressions of sight. So you have insight, sight. You have understanding, understanding, overstanding. You have all of these different perspectives. Remember how we talked about perception is how you think about something. Perspective is how you see something. Well, perspectives deal with the angle of which you're looking at something. And so when we're using these particular tools, especially meaning and code, they help you to sharpen your perspective to be able to have more angles at looking at something. And you might be saying, well, Michelle, why is this important? Why, why should we do this? Again, we're in a time now where each one of us individually is having a different experience with the same reality. So same reality, different, different meanings, different experiences. And a lot of people are going to wake up and realize that major opportunities uh, for having a more robust life have passed them by because they've been walking around blindly and missing the signs. And I don't want that to happen to you because that's what the wisdom is, I believe, one of the many things <laughs> that is around us. But this one to me is is a, a good starting point to be able to live life more vibrantly. Now, this one, uh, this particular tool it's amazing. Um, and I bring it up because it has really been raising its head. And I was like, I need to possibly, uh, you know, consult with wisdom on that. And so I did. And I've been actually doing a little look, looky-see and all of that. And lo and behold, conspiracy is one of the tools that you use for your site. So um, I have uh, talked with someone who was like, would you do a 
complete uh, podcast about it. And I might do that, you know, so if you'd like that also, you know, drop a note and let me know if you'd be interested in that. But what I'll say here is that using conspiracy as a tool means that what you first and foremost do is when you're checking your site, uh, be mindful. And (laughs) it's funny that I'm using that word, but be mindful of who and what you pay attention to and why. Uh, There is this fancy uh, Greek word called apophenia, A-P-O-P-H-E-N-I-A. You can look it up. And apophenia is usually uh, related to people who have schizophrenia, where they start to see connections between unrelated things. But apophenia is in the group of uh, hysteria and other things whereby you can be influenced by other people's ways of seeing things. And it is time for us to do our due diligence and use the proper filters to realize, am I falling into uh, uh, aprophenia driven conspiracy or am I really seeing real code, real meaning, real patterns? And I say that because with the way we're able to interact with each other through online activities at the speed of light, we have to be more mindful that uh, lies travel at the speed of light way faster than truth because lies don't need to be researched. And if you have a charismatic individual uh, spouting them or reiterating them and embellishing them, they can come off as the truth. And our sight needs to be sharp, sharp like an eagle in today's world, or we, we end up having some problems. Okay, so I'll say that much. So now let's get into the skills that you need to employ. And again, those skills are skepticism, critical thinking, creative constructions, and high forms of consciousness. Oh, and I forgot to do my recap on the end for the tools. The tools, again, are patterns, meanings, codes, and conspiracy. All right, so let's talk a little bit about each one of the uh, elements that you need to use in your, in your bag of skills. Uh, uh, skepticism. Skepticism is what it is. It is the entryway. It is the doorway for opening up critical thinking. It is the stopgap where you stop and you question. You question what you see, what you think, what you feel, what you receive. You And you want to have a healthy dose of it. And the healthy dose is where you are not using skepticism to throw up a wall or a roadblock. You're throwing up a caution sign to be able to move into looking at all sides that you can find of an argument, a statement, a thing, a person, or any of that, where you can, and I talked about this a while back, learn how to get in the middle and not pick a side so that you can look and operate in any side. And that's what skepticism does. Skepticism is not about disbelief. It is about being able to stop yourself and move into a non-biased position. And that brings us to critical thinking. Now with critical thinking, uh, we could talk forever about it, but just 
understand that with critical thinking, this is where you start to break things down to their lowest common denominator and look at them from there and then move back up. I've talked about critical thinking in many ways, and I'll continue to talk about it. I've talked about how to do Socratic method, where you continue to ask yourself or the other person questions until you really get down to what is the true meaning or their true belief on a matter. And by being able to be a critical thinker, willing to break apart and look at things uh, from all different sides and evaluate them with a, without a bias, it will help you to sharpen your sight so that you can see different ways of seeing something. And then creative constructions. Now, creative constructions are where you move into the realm of learning how to balance logic and creativity because they work hand in hand. They are not enemies. They are the they are two sides of the same coin. So when you work with logic, you'll you'll notice that logic moves you into philosophy. And philosophy is actually a child of creativity. And creativity will cause you to try to break and reform the rules of logic to come up with new constructions. And these new constructions will move you out of mental ruts. It will they will move you out of thinking of things only one way and believing that that's the only way that you will ever be able to understand something. I have many people that will ask me, well, Michelle, how do I change my ways of thinking? How do I break out of these rituals and these um, inherited? I get, you know, a lot of people that realize that they've inherited their parents and grandparents and, and uh, communities ways of thinking. And those, a lot of those ways will no longer serve them. Well, I'm glad you asked. And the way you're able to move out of that so that you can create wonderful creative constructions is to understand the different forms of consciousness. So in my, I got to quickly go through this. I promised you we'd talk a little bit about Hegel. So uh, George Wil- Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, uh, German, uh, he was uh, born in the uh, late 18th century. He was uh, 1770. And he was a philosopher. And he he built this, this scheme, if you will, where it had a, a th- uh, he called it like a triad. And it was a triad of understanding consciousness. Now, consciousness and the way we're talking about it is awareness. I'm not, you know, talking about your conscience of what is good or evil. I'm talking about your conscious of existence. Okay. So he had three different levels that he liked. And the reason why we're talking about this today is because I want you to check your site and to make sure that you're not embracing just the lowest form because it might be popular. Now, let me cut to the chase because we don't have much time here. But the lowest form of how Hegel approached this was, it's called sense uh, certainty. And it's very animalistic, it's singular, and it is found in meditation and mindfulness. So you know how everybody's been meditating and just focusing, empty your mind, focus on this one thing? Well, with that, that is the lowest form. It's it's kind of like if you were to look at a dog's brain and you guys are walking and the dog is just focused in the moment, but your mind might be doing a lot of different things. 
mindfulness puts you down there at the level where the dog is able to focus on one thing and be in that moment. And that's well and good. And it helps you, especially if you're stressed, if you're overheating in your brain. But we must understand that if you just only try to look at everything like that, you miss out on a lot of things like those patterns, meanings, codes, and conspiracies that are um influencing the way we look at things. And so Hegel called this your being, meaning that this is this is you in the flesh. This is the lowest form of you. This is your being on earth. Then he talked about the midpoint. Now, the midpoint is where we find ourselves most of the time. And they kind of call this like a conceptual reality where you are now moving into forming thoughts and ideas so that you can now Uh, have a mental reality where you raise your ability to produce things. You get to a point where uh, you are conscious enough to start, you guessed it, creating a sharper sense of seeing. Um, When I was in school, (laughs) the way they taught it to us was um, one of the famous ways that Hegel talked about it. He talked about how if you put a table in front of someone and you ask them, what is it? And the person says, oh, it's a table. He would say that you were in your mid conceptual reality because you could see that this was a table. But the lowest form of consciousness would tell you that it was first a tree, if it's made out of wood, that is. And then your highest would say it's ashes, meaning that this table is a tree, it is a table, and it will be ashes. So that brings me to the highest form. And this is the one where you continue to elevate your ability to create these mental constructs, these creative constructions, if you will. And they call it like a mathematical frequency where you become one with the universe, one with all, meaning that you start being like Neo from the matrix. And he called this one mind. And let me, Sorry, let me slow it down. So the mid one was what he called life, meaning that's your everyday life. But if you start operating in this highest form of consciousness, meaning that you can see what the table is going to become, that means that you become mind, M-I-N-D, and you become all is mind. So it's kind of like you return to the creator status. And the reason why I went through Hegel is so that you could understand that clear sight requires a strong mind that's not easily swayed from the reality of what's going on. You notice I said from the reality, not away from the reality. Uh, Thinking of mindfulness and those types of things, just remember that slumber and sleep is the drug of the sightless. And most traps become temporary obstacles when you're able to move past just thinking on things on one or two levels. Always realize that there is more, there are always more secrets to be revealed. <laughs> now, I know we've covered a lot and I've come to my en- the end of my time with you, but let me just encourage you to start checking your site. Use the tools we've talked about and the skills. Look for patterns, meanings, code, and, and evaluate conspiracy. Employ skepticism so that you can become more able to step into critical thinking, forming creative constructions, and being able to operate on those three different levels of consciousness that we just talked about. And so, With that, you're going to start hopefully 
to see that your vision, your sight is going to become so sharpened that you'll be able to see multiple levels and, and angles of uh the way reality is and you won't get stuck in a rut of only believing and thinking the same old saying. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom. I'll see you soon. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.